be there and, and provide concierge service type uh, yeah. amenities. Uh, and then your place has to be unique. What's going to make it stand out? This is what Carlos up? and Dylan, Daryl, and we're here at Generation H. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about um, an article that just came out from AirDNA. Uh, it's titled U.S. Market Review, Supply Grows to Meet Demands. Um, it's dated for the 13th of June, so I guess that was, what, 10 days ago or something? Yep, 10 days ago. Um, and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be reading the article, giving our uh, genuine impressions. Some of us have read through some of it, but we're going to be giving our genuine impression. It's a pretty lengthy article, so we're going to try to skim through it and give you the highlights. Uh, but before we get to that, you have need to, to subscribe and hit that like button. Yes, just tap. Little tap. Tap. And don't forget to share it with your friends, family, anyone who can benefit from it. Yes, them. take their phones, download the app if you need to, and subscribe for them. Yeah. They will appreciate it in the long run. We're on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, so you can listen to us anywhere. In, anywhere. <laughs> uh, so the article, like I, um, like I read at first, it says, U.S. Market Review, Supply Grows to Meet Demand. The U.S. Short-Term Rental Supply Grows Surges to Meet Rising Demand. So, I mean, just a just a highlight when when I received this uh, email, you guys received the email. I think it said something like uh, demand had decreased by sixty point seven percent. It went down to sixty point two percent. I think it went down eight uh, percent or eighteen percent. No, sixteen. Yeah, occupancy drops to sixty point seven percent. So it went down thirty. So it's at forty percent. Yeah, forty percent. Yeah. So. Uh, if you're in an industry, you have a short-term rental, you've probably been yeah. hearing, you've probably seen your numbers go down. So whatever your uh, visitations to your site or like scanning through pictures has gone down. I know they have for me, Same. right? They've probably gone down, what, 60% from what they were before. I was probably getting like 12, 1,500 views. But you're still getting the bookings though, right? Yeah, so the so conversion ratio is still pretty strong. So if, with this, when it says 60%, what does that really mean? Does that mean the so that like means 60% less people are booking? No, 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 it went or, down or to 60. 40% less people are booking. Correct. Is that what that means? There's there's 40% per less. So that means there's, there more, there's so many more houses to choose from that people have more options and they don't necessarily pick yours, they're yeah. picking his. So, 40, so now but, your rate, your occupancy rate just dropped. Right, so if someone person. was booked, let's say, 20 out of 30 nights last May, now they're only booked yep. uh, 12 out of 30 nights. So yeah. is, that, is that correct? That's about down, right. down 40%. Yeah, because down about 40%. Isn't that crazy, right? Because like, if there was only five houses in Richmond and all of yeah. them were occupied to 100%, and then the following year, because ten the, houses come now there's ten, and only six of them get occupied a hundred percent. That's still saying the same thing, right? It uh, is. That's occupancy still is the same down thing. because there's a there's ten houses available. Yes. And four of them aren't getting both. The same all. amount yeah, of travelers still are. came to Richmond, but now but they have more less, options. To just stay. occupancy is low. So yeah. like that's still that's still a knock on like it's not doing as hot because because there's oversupply. Correct. There's an oversupply and probably a consistent or decreasing demand. Well, think about it. Everyone we know wants to have an Airbnb now. It's just, yeah. it's a growing yeah. demand that people don't really want to. COVID kind of screwed the long-term thing up because of the COVID relief and all that. Yeah. Now people are like, well, let me change it up from 
year to year to month to month or week to week or day to day. Also, yeah. to make the numbers work, they have to go Airbnb versus month. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which is big. And some, I was going to say, a lot of the newer investors, they're only running Airbnb numbers. And if something fails or this occupancy goes yeah. down 40%, they can't rent for long term because their mortgage doesn't make sense. Yeah. Which is scary because. Super risky. Super risky. Yeah. yeah, or buying like destination spots. Oh yes. Yeah, at the beach or yep. at a Joshua Tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no joke, that's up here. Yeah. <laughs> a lake house or whatever. I mean, those are those are pretty risky, right? Because like they are. They're not. I, I wouldn't call a, a a regular rental recession proof, but it's not very recession proof. Correct. When and, people go on vacation, it's discretionary yeah. income. And up yeah. until the First last two goes, years. You would have never said that, because up to the last two years, vacation rentals have boomed for the last twenty years. I have a hard time seeing vacation rentals falling more than just like normal Richmond rentals. Though. I agree. Yeah, I think those would be the last. Because you're rentals. still yeah. there at a beach. Yeah, someone's still going. Yeah, to someone. Beach. Usually, people want to go to the beach regardless. Yeah. I mean, you might lower your price a little, but exactly. I don't now see... with rising gas prices and everything yeah. else. Yeah, it might take a little bit of a hit, but you could. Yeah. But not as much as I feel like inner city or like non vacation or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Kind of like ours or in the city. Yeah. Or in... yeah. But yeah. but I will say that um, the big differentiator of what's going to make, make people stand out and not be part of that 60% drop or 40% drop is value. Yes. Yeah. Right? Well, like, what kind of value are you providing correct. for? your Airbnb or for your guests that are staying at your Airbnb. And they're going to they feel like that turn that, yes. that that value is there. Yep. So now it's going to be more experience based versus just Which, I have a house. So to your point, that's exactly what Airbnb did, right? Yeah. It changed its like profile. Yep. So now you have different categories. Yeah, it's yeah. it's experience based. Yeah. It's it's what are you bringing to the table as an Airbnb host? Yep. Not just Four walls. Here's a, a house, a, yeah, a kitchen, and some pots and pans yeah, to cook yeah, your own food. Yeah. Now it's some of them are putting in stone ovens, so now you have an oven pizza party and just stuff like that, and art ones. I mean, they're yeah. just cool ideas that people are running with. Yeah, yeah. So uh, U.S. short-term rentals demand shows weakening in May. This is May of 2022, with nights stayed up another. But staying, See, staying that doesn't make seventeen point nine. That contradicts the first statement, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> it does. So it so, says stayed up another eighteen percent compared yeah. to last year. So they got eighteen percent more demand. But why well, is it weakening? So what it's saying is it's weakening because yeah. in two thousand nineteen, oh, oh it was twenty six percent. So it's dropped oh, from twenty six okay. to seventeen point nine. So, so it's weakening. It's not saying that it's oh the rate is crushed. weakening, but it's yeah. still up seventeen point nine from last Correct. year. From last year, which is which, yeah. They make it sound like it's Actually, a horrible yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, it's weakening. It's softening. It's not the market. No, it's not because 26% is for two years, right? So that's what? What, uh, 13%? 13% a year. But from last year to this year, it's 17.9, right? So it actually, it's strengthening. No. It says no. 26% I compared know, to versus 19. 2019, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe let's that finish reading that paragraph. <laughs> New bookings were also... Maybe we get two in the weeks. <laughs> New bookings uh, were also healthy in May. Dropping or topping seventeen point one million nights booked during the month, which were up two point six percent compared to last year after two consecutive months being below twenty twenty one levels. Nice. So people are not booking as much. 
Does he that? I don't know. That contradicts <laughs> what it just said. Again. So the hospitality industry is benefiting from the strong labor um, market and right. shifting consumer well, spending towards services. <laughs> the hospitality industry is benefiting. U.S. employment increased by another three hundred ninety thousand jobs in May, with twenty percent of them, eighty four thousand, uh, added in the leisure and hospitality sector. Consumer spending growth has slowed in recent months, mostly after a lack of spending on goods where spending has fallen for two consecutive months. Spending on services like travel, however, has remained strong and was up 5.9% in April. That's, that's normal, I Which feel was, like. People travel during the summer for yeah, various of And there's a sentiment that this summer is going to be a hot summer because people oh, yeah. have been cooped up for... I mean, you've been cooped up for two years. Last year, that's why last year was such a huge growth, and now this year things have opened up even more. Yeah, what's going to be really interesting is it's saying that um, U.S. employment has increased in those sectors, right, and leisure and hospitality sectors, but then we're also creeping or already in, arguably, uh, in a recession. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, like, this is going to take a U-turn, or it could take a big U-turn, and if it doesn't, people are going to find themselves in a really tough situation in six months. I agree. Because all their leisurely spending has happened. And, and now they here we are. Yeah, they recession. weren't aware of it enough yeah. to be saving. I mean, you got to think how many concerts are going on now that got postponed from two years ago. I know yeah, a couple of people. Concerts? Yeah, a couple of people I know. Oh, yeah, they've got the concerts like crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Two years ago or last year, how many did you go to? Yeah, I still went to one last year, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. That was many. That I know you've been to like three this three year. Three in the last yeah. month. Yeah. yeah, I've been to, been to two this year so far. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, everybody's trying to catch up on their money. Catch up on their money. Exactly. Catch but up then on all at the same time, there's, there's additional spending. Um, and then the other paragraphs that goes into uh, oil prices have increased rapidly over the past month and surpasses $120 per barrel over the last week. Further increase in oil prices can slow the growth of summer travel seasons as high gas prices combined with high inflation reduces consumer uh, consumers' ability to further spend on trips. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so some, uh, some key points. Uh, at a glance. Key U.S. short-term rental performance metrics for the month of May 2022. So available listings reached 1.34 million, up 24.7% year over year. Yeah, that's big. So basically, there's a little in your neighborhood. There went from five Airbnbs to now probably 25%. close to 10. It's yeah. 25% more. Yeah. Right? So... Wow. So, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. From 10, I guess it's from 10 to 12. 10 to 13, yeah. 10 to 13. Almost. Is a good amount though. Oh, that's a good amount. Yeah. yeah. Now you have twice as much competition. Uh, demand. Demand is up seventeen point nine percent. So not keeping on so pace with the supply. The availability. Yeah. And that's what that's what the title is saying, right? Like the demand is demand not keeping is up keep, with yeah. is not keeping up with uh availability or supply. So we're oh, we're good. we're gonna be over why, yeah. The next one. Mm-hmm. Occupancy is down eight point four percent. But that's why. Yeah. Because the demand is not as high as the 8.6%. available listings. Yep. Eight point six. The average daily rate are up four point six percent. That wow. makes sense. Yep. Things things go up. Things are getting more expensive. Yep. Our taxes. That makes sense. Up. We exactly. Have to go up a couple dollars yeah. of booking. Or and that's transferable over yeah. to to yep. the people. Uh, and revenue is twenty three point three percent higher year over year. Nice. So. Available listings are more, 
yep. by 1.34 million. Demand is higher, but it's lower compared to the previous compared years. Previous, but it's still yeah. up. Occupancy is down by 8.6%. Average daily rates are up. Yep. And then revenue is higher by 23.3% year over year. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. what, nights booked were up 2.8? Yeah, 2.8%. <laughs> How's occupancy down? Is, what is nights booked? <laughs> is it nights booked occupancy? Uh, that's what I'm confused. How's occupancy down 8.6 and nights booked? Because I think that they're going off of nights booked per unit. So say we say I have a unit, uh, you have a unit. Uh, occupancy is the rate. 90, so they're talking about nights. occupancy rate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah, and that's just nights booked. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what are y'all seeing with y'all? <laughs> I mean, are y'all seeing the same? Is it slower or is it? Because I've gotten less traffic, but still just as many bookings. Yeah, the same with me. I've. Uh, Still got as, just as many bookings on mine, but I have do have a month long one that's probably skewing my numbers a little bit because they're staying in there for a whole month, so it's yeah. kind of hard to compare. But so far, my I haven't seen anything to change. Yeah, like my trajectory that I was expecting. Have you changed anything since the beginning of summer? Since March? Since like a different strategy like in the Airbnb prices, added or like prices, yeah, yeah. To, uh, to provide that kind of value or any, have you changed I know it's still anything. the same I wouldn't say I changed anything maybe I've increased the prices just a tiny bit but besides that I've been kind of just doing it the same and yeah and getting booked the same yeah and and See, I've added you? I've added a few things like outdoor patio furniture stuff like that because here we are summertime people are going to want to go outside a little more so we added patio furniture we're about to put a new grill at one yeah. of ours and just little stuff like that to kind of give you more value to pick us over the three more on the same street now yeah yeah, yeah. now are you charging more because you added those pieces of value <laughs> not much i think i went up like five bucks of uh, night so it's yeah it's not a whole lot but over the long per- period it will eventually pay for itself yeah but I really couldn't because a lot of the competition are in at that lower price and I'm competing with them. So if I go a whole lot higher, is someone going to see the value in me having a grill and them not? Yeah. I don't know. Kind of hard to tell. Are they are they comparable to your uh, house? Pretty close. Pretty close. Bedroom, Mine is more newly count. renovated. Okay. That's Theirs is more though. old yeah. school. They have a lot of older furniture. Mine is modern, new furniture. People like newly those renovated. more. Though. You should raise yours more, I think. Raise it and set it apart. Because your occupancy is what? Uh, It's running about 79% or so. Okay. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. I would raise it on the weekends at least a little more. So that's what I've done. I've raised it on the weekends, 20 bucks or so, but normal nights about $5. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Carlos? What are you seeing? Same thing with yours? Yeah. So we've never been a book far in advance. We've never gotten a month-long stay. We've had some offers, but it just never pans out. So... Most of our stays, and it might be because of our size, right? We're a yeah. two-one, um, so I feel like we get a lot of transient, a lot of last-minute, a lot of, hey, let's just go down to Richmond because it's yeah. spontaneous. So like, we don't usually get booked until about two, three weeks out. But once oh, that yeah, comes, okay. it it feels like it's like all of a sudden people got paychecks and <laughs> yeah. and they're just like coming in, yeah. yeah, and they're coming in hot. So. What we've done to kind of shift is um, we're trying to add more value. So we're yeah. doing the same thing. We've we've added some planters. We've added a fire pit. We've added we've done some th- we've done some uh, improvements on the inside of the house too. Very minimal, but like 
just to kind of make it feel a little bit more homey yes. than like the cookie cutter, right? So keep it super clean, still keep on top of that, but then we're trying to make it more homey and a little bit more inviting um, yeah. for you to like enjoy a longer stay. Nice. Yeah. So, so far it's, it's worked out. Um, I can't say that we've seen a decrease in occupancy yeah. or anything. We haven't changed anything with pricing. Yeah. We haven't done anything like that. So my follow-up question um, for both of you guys would be, if you saw your um, your bookings decrease, what would you do? Uh, as long as I'm still netting enough more than a long term, I'd keep it as an Airbnb and just wait it out. So you keep your price and you keep everything. If your if your occupancy starts to decline and you're still covering your expenses, <clears throat> would you would you try oh. to pick a strategy to like try to like bring that back up? Would you? Make additional improvements. Would you go to VRBO? Would you do like more like yeah corporate corporate rentals? So, so yeah. as long as I'm four weekends out I booked, I'm still I'm keep I'll keep it the same as long as I'm four weekends out booked. Now if that starts to change, where I'm only one weekend out booked, and then the next three weekends are free, yeah, then I'll have to start lowering my prices, and I'd probably lower them to the point where I'm. St- Still making as as much as I would on as a long term, Mm -hmm. and if it starts to get like maybe like three hundred or four hundred bucks below that threshold, then maybe I'll I'll convert it back. Most likely, I'd wait it out though, and and just hope. Depending on you know, depending on the economy and what I think is going to be in the next five years, if I think Airbnb is going to come back, I'd keep it as a yeah. I'd just keep it, take a loss for a year, and then write it back up. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't see it being that bad though. I mean, I see it going down, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that if you can like uh, live through this, I was gonna say weather the storm. Yeah, weather the storm. Then I think you'll end up coming out to the other side because I think that a lot of people, our mindset is very different than most people. I think that have Airbnbs, right? Because they they have full time employment, they have whatever, right? So that like this isn't their end all be all. Yeah, and And they're not putting all their eggs in this basket. And not only that, but a lot of these newer ones. I don't know if they have the capital to be able to withstand the storm. Yeah, like because it's a, it's a lot of capital, and depending on what their interest rates when they refinance and all of those things, me and you could weather the storm, but they might not be able to turn it back into a long term rental depending on what their mortgage. But they might have a job that covers it. Covers so that's, it. that's a but possibility. But if they lose their job, then but, it's just all to their reserves. How many? But let's be real. Reserves. How many people go on YouTube and TikTok and think that they're going to make $5,000 a month off their Airbnb yeah. and now here they are making $800, it might not be worth it to them and then they end up either selling the house or something like that yeah. Yeah. to make up for the difference. Yeah. Because a lot of people have unrealistic expectations. Yeah. I mean, me and all of you guys know that if we're making six to $800 a month, that's pretty good to where yeah. most people are like, oh, you're not making $1,000, $2,000 a month? Easy. <laughs> Easy, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I, I think that they might hit a reality check and they're not clearing two grand a month and they're going to be like, is this really worth our time? Yeah. Because you know? yeah. we do have full-time jobs. Yeah. Uh, and also, for me, I, I just wouldn't want to go through the hassle of taking out all the furniture and everything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and converting it back. You know how long it took to put that in there? I know. Especially, <laughs> I don't, yeah, mine's a, here's a four-bedroom, too. Mine's yeah, a four-bedroom. Four and yeah. just yeah. Move it. I mean, that's like... a thousand dollar expense just to pay movers to do that anyway <laughs> and a, two, a two day work day yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you got selfish yeah. so what would, what would you do so things changed for you things got tight things changed for me i think 
I'm partially with Dylan, and I'll ride it out as long as I'm around that long-term rental income. Because yeah. most of mine, long-term-wise, I could make seven, eight hundred bucks a month long-term. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm staying around that range, I think I'll keep it and let it keep riding it out. But I think if it ever dipped below that seven or eight, I would switch to more of a corporate rental. Because we're already furnished. Why take all that furniture out? Why not just go to a couple of... I have some big hospitals and things like that around me that I haven't even touched into yet to where I would go straight to them and say, hey, look, I got a furnished property, 100 bucks a night, and that at least covers me better than a long-term rental. Yeah. The one thing I, I since none of us have corporate rentals. Well, what is a corporate rental? Corporate, yeah. I, so corporate for me is when you go directly to HR and you say, hey, I have housing, furnished, fully furnished housing for your property, for, for, your, for your, your company. business. If they're and, bringing people, like construction workers. Correct. And basically, I want them to rent it from me for a month, and I don't care what they do with it. They can put people in it for one week, two weeks, 30 days. That's what I would consider corporate rental. Okay. Yeah. So an agreement between you and a business. Correct. For for them to use. And we're signing a lease use. and yeah. all of that. It's more corporate, more, I don't know, legitimate yeah. lease versus right now us doing Airbnb. We have no leases. We just yeah. have an agreement per night. Yeah. With Airbnb. And something that I don't know is like, is the corporate rental space being saturated like so I Airbnb do. space? Because like all of a sudden it's in seminars. Everybody's talking about it. And like, I think oh, it, it's better because it's more hands off yeah. and you can still make yeah. decent money. So like, is it saturated? Is it, Would that even be so. an option at that point? People because are companies are going to, I mean, there's a bunch of layoffs. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Right? Yeah. Companies are probably laying off a lot. So yep. There's probably less demand for them at the same time as possibly increased supply. And I think people are lazy. People aren't going to HR and talking to these people. Yeah, heck yeah. No. Have you been to HR and talked to them yet? No. That's what I'm saying. People are lazy. They're not doing that extra mile. Yeah, We're yeah. just relying on Airbnb to to basically promote our property. Yeah. I'm lazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't go to this HR department, even I though I know either. what to do if I had to, but I don't. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are the exact same way. They aren't going to just go to HR if they don't have to and go do that extra step or two no. steps to get there. No, definitely not. Yeah. But I think it's a good opportunity if you're able to get in touch and get in front of those people. That's a good point. Furnish Finder, I, I, yeah. I didn't think about that, but I would try, if I started losing money, try and convert to like a three-month term with like nurses and stuff. Exactly. I didn't yeah. think about that. Because I think that would still be better than going back step into long term oh, yeah. yeah you definitely want to keep it furnished if you ever have any hopes of coming back. Yeah. exactly yeah because yeah. it, it took a lot of stuff to, <laughs> a lot of work to get that furniture there. yeah i mean if you try to sell it you're not getting you're not dollar getting, for a dollar you're not even close yeah. yeah you're spending 10 grand for the furniture you're going to get back five if that yeah yeah probably not even probably not yeah occupancy plunges as new supply additions come online do you know if Airbnb's that have been coming around yes. in your neighborhoods? Like, there's another no three kidding. on your street and another oh, yeah. 15. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, in y'all's area. Yeah. Sure, chill. So, in May, host in the U.S. added 84,000 new listings, and after subcontracting, uh, subcontracting. subtracting properties, uh, it still saw a net increase of... 57,000. Wow. wow. So, so they're saying, uh, what is that, 27,000 people took their properties off Airbnb? Off of Airbnb. Off of Airbnb, yeah. yeah. But wow. 84,000 added it. Yeah, I know. 
So, so that's, yeah. that's damn. I feel like 27's a, a lot. Now, do you, do you think this yeah. is due to some and of the new regulations? Because did y'all maybe, read the thing maybe. about Las Vegas? How Las Vegas set up a new regulation to where you're not allowed to have more than a certain amount on a street yeah. together. So now they're only, and then on the multifamilies, so like your big apartment complexes, if you're 10 units or more, yeah. you're only allowed to have two units as an Airbnb and the rest of the eight have to be long-term. To where I think some of these multifamilies, they were doing six and seven Airbnbs and long-term renting four or five of them. So I think that has probably a lot to do with some of those decrease because once these rules keep coming out, you're not allowed to have but so many. And they only made it to where a single company or person can only have a certain number of Airbnbs in Las Vegas. You don't think they're grandfathered in though once they start and then they change laws? Or they, how do they pick which ones? You're so, shut down, you're shut down, but you can stay. I do think that there has to be a grandfather yeah. law because that's kind of screwed up if you're, you've are you been in it and you have 10 of them in there and you've been doing this for five years now and now yeah. you're all of a sudden not allowed to do it. So I don't know. I, yeah. What do you think, Carlos? You think it's just less income so people are taking it off Airbnb? That's what I think. Less income and those restrictions having something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. It just feeds us right back to what we were just talking about. I mean, people go into it thinking you're making two or three thousand dollars a month, and now you make seven, eight hundred. It might not be worth it to. Oh, you know what? It might be actually people want to use their houses themselves for the summer. That could be it too. Yep. They're instead of doing Airbnb, they're taking it off and taking them off of Airbnb. Why not just book it out for the month or something? Do you really think they're going to stay there for three months during the summer? Or yeah, take it off and then left. put it back on. Yeah, you're right. They would just block it off. Just yeah. block it off instead. Wow. Maybe they're selling. Oh, they're selling. Ha! That could that, be a good one, too. <laughs> they're selling. They're That's selling. why a lot of people are leaving yeah. it. Housing market's hot. Let's get rid of this thing while we still yeah. can. And yeah. The interest rates are going up. Let me get out of this uh-huh. thing. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't I don't know. What's 27,000? Yeah, 27,000. Or 20, 20, many. Yeah, 27. Pretty much. Uh, I don't know, dude. I think it's I think it's interesting though. Very interesting. Yeah, um, it's not like, really highlighted. The, the it doesn't yeah. tell you. Yeah, exactly. I'd like so. to know is who left. Right? Who to, left? To, to, to your points, right? Like, yeah. is it people who've been doing it for five years and they're like, now it's oversaturated. And I'm, yeah. like, no, I'm gonna change yeah. my strategy. Is it new people? Is yep. it people who just like overpaid for a property? Yep. Like listed it and it was a. Uh, yeah, they didn't read the HOA and they can't have an interview. You know, like exactly. Yeah. I mean, twenty-seven thousand nationally is not a whole lot. It's not a lot, no. And it could have been a number of things like they took it off of there to put onto VRBO or something like that because Airbnb. Because remember, Airbnb just had all that those the changes yeah. changes to where it's more uh, more um, friendly for the uh, user friendly, user yeah. friendly yeah. versus host friendly. Yeah. So. Um, there were 1.34 million unique listings available for rent on Airbnb and VRBO, which is up by 24.7% over the previous year and marks a new record high for wow. listings in the U.S. Supply grows substantially outpacing demand. Supply grows substantially outpacing demand. Yes. Growth for the month. Though, with occupancy falling at 8.6% in May and 60.2%. Oh, sorry. Falling, falling by eight point six. Yeah, in May. Two sixty point two. Okay, so it was sixty eight point eight percent, and now it's down. Yeah. 
so listing grows could be slowing in coming months, though as Redfin reports that their home buying uh, buyer's demand index is was down by 12% year over year. Okay, I was going to yeah. say, that's a whole other category we could uh, yeah. go all into that. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I just threw that in. That's, like, not that's, related. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a whole different video. <laughs> yeah, it's dropping. It is dropping. I mean... So if you were a new investor coming into this, what would you want to? What would you tell them? Like wanting to do air, like a new to do investor. Airbnb. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of people ask us, "Hey, you do Airbnbs? What do you like? What do you not like? Things like that." What would you tell them? Uh, I would say that you have to be careful um, what you wish for. Yeah. It's to your point. It's not as easy as it seems. You have to be. It's a very different. Uh, um, approach. You're not a landlord. Yes. You're you're a host. You might as well think of yourself as like a bed and breakfast. Per, you know, like yeah. you have to be there and, and provide concierge service type um, yeah. amenities. Uh, and then your place has to be unique. What's going to make it stand out? Um, because you need to stay. Like, with anything that's tougher, with anything that's going to become more scarce or overly saturated, you always want to stand out. Yeah. And if we have this much increase... You need to stand out somehow because, like we said at the very beginning, like our viewers, our viewership, like people coming to our page has decreased by about two thirds, right? So if I'm only getting 400, almost 500 people that come to my page a month, how do I convert them? What can I provide them picture wise, info wise, maybe location wise, which is really important. Like what can I provide? Is it my reviews? What, What is it about my stay, my place? that'll make it stand out compared to the competition. Yeah. Right? So you're going to tell the newer guys, you need to stand out. You need to stand out, and it's going to be much more work than what you think it's going to be if you're going to try to break through and stick with it. Yes. If you're not going to stick with it, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste my money. Yeah. I wouldn't waste my money. I would, just say, I would just say expect to not make as much during these next couple of years as people are saying they're making. Or they have been making. Yeah, yeah. So all the, because you got these guys on TikTok and Instagram and everything yeah. talking about 10 grand a month, 5 grand a yeah. month on my one Airbnb, and it's not at the beach or anywhere like that. Yeah, and it's true. They probably have in the past, but yes. that could change. It could, like we said, the occupancy is down. If you go from 70% to 60% occupancy, that's... That's big. That's, that's a big difference. Yeah, that's $1,000 right there. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. And so I would just say to, when you run your numbers... Run them a little more conservatively. Yeah. Yeah. See, because when I did mine, I ran mine at 50%. Obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to be on the safe side. And I knew at 50%, I would still outperform my long-term rental. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how I made the decision to go with the Airbnb and long-term or short-term rental versus long-term. Yeah. I still don't so, see it as a bad idea for a new investor to get in. So I agree. I don't see it as a bad idea, but just go into it with an open mind and don't think you're going to yeah. get rich quick or any of that. It's more of a, it's kind of a segment to go into your cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. It is a better, it is a better investment than like a long term. It is. If it still serves as a long term, right? Like if it still serves. Yep. Because I mean, all of us are not only just doing it for the cash flow. We have all the other benefits to go with it. So right. a lot of these new investors are just going into it thinking cash flow and not what they really should be thinking yeah. about. For us, it helps benefit all of our businesses. Yeah. Go ahead, let's read it right. off. So, so the next paragraph goes, 
Uh, the number of listings is up throughout the entire U.S., but there are some common themes uh, uniting the market that have added to the most new listings over the past year. Uh, all of the markets are located on the southern half of the U.S., with the largest cities in Florida, Texas, Arizona, reeling the biggest net increases in short-term rental listings over the past year. And what do those have in common? They're tax-free. Tax tax, oh, no, no income tax. Yeah. And you said property red, red taxes. states? No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Red <laughs> states, yep. I, I heard I saw red. And then, yeah. <laughs> the sunlight is blinded by the sun. Uh, so the biggest net increase, not percentage, but net increase is Phoenix, Arizona at 6,000. Uh, 6,000 new listings. 6,000 new listings. Wow. That's a change of 39.9%. Bump wow. up wow. from year over year, from two, May 2021 to 2022. Um, Houston, a 55.7% change at 5,700 units. Miami, 274 Austin, Texas, 42. Sorry, my, yeah, my, Miami, 274 Austin, Texas has seen 42.8% more Airbnbs wow. get added. Mm. Los Angeles, 17.5%. Panama City, 26.7%. Atlanta, 28.2. Fort Lauderdale, 31.3. Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Yeah. Dude, that's a hot one, man. 30. People love going to Gatlinburg. (laughs) Really? I've never even really heard of it. I was like, I didn't pronounce it. Bro, y'all should go to Gatlinburg. It's nice. It's it's really nice. 30.8. And then Las Vegas, a 39.2. Which I'm surprised that's getting as much during the summer, because that's more of like a fall. Now, I guess... Summer ish, but more of a fall, spring type. No, these are listings, though. These yeah, are yeah, yeah, those listings wise. Increase, oh. increase yeah. listings. Um, so, so something I was listening to earlier today was they were talking about these southern states, yep. these same states, so Florida, Texas, and Arizona, California, and they were talking about how those have seen, except for California, those have seen, so Arizona, Texas, yep. and Florida have seen the biggest influx. Of people, yes, right. So like, moving down south, moving down south, basically, and then yeah. buying up all this real estate so that they can move into it, live there. That's their new permanent residency. Yeah. But as the economy changes and as people are, might be forced to go back into work, mm-hmm. they're gonna also see the biggest exodus. Oh and yeah. So, so. So you think demand will slow in those states because people are going back to work? Yeah. So. The to their original state, going back, whether to the original state or somewhere else, wherever the corporate headquarters are, right. or somewhere. Yeah. Like that. So they were saying that um, that these states saw the biggest bump in sales and saw the biggest amount of appreciation and value yes. increase and resources oh, okay. and whatever. But then they're also going to see the biggest, yeah. yeah. Which could be the, good for us because then we can go in down. and buy them once they because, and who knows what they're going to be able to sell for because they paid way too much for them. Yeah. So so with that. It immediately made me start to think about Richmond itself, right? So, like, yeah. Richmond's so close to D.C. Yes. We all have heard that people are coming down, including myself, have moved from Northern Virginia down. Yeah. Um, and so are we going to see, maybe to not, not to that degree. No. Right? But are we going to see some sort of... Switch. Yeah, some sort of, like, puncture in yeah. our prices, our housing, that kind of stuff. What's your sentiment? I, I don't think that... I, I don't think that... That many people moved to Richmond because of COVID. Because COVID, Same. they were able to telework, so they chose Richmond. I feel like they're moving to like 
out of if they if they're they moved here because it was cheaper possibly yeah but if they if if it's completely left, remote I'm saying it, if it's completely remote I doubt they would just they'd say to Richmond D, like from DC I'd be like oh let's just move in Richmond they'd probably move yeah. like I don't, I don't know or in the yeah. middle or something or somewhere like more nice yeah like Nashville <laughs> like Tennessee or yeah something like where like yeah like Gatlinburg <laughs> yeah 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 I love Gatlinburg. <laughs> So nice during the fall. It's like perfect. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, because I, I don't know personally that many people because of COVID and then went teleworking moved Same. moved to Richmond. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know many people that teleworked that moved outside of where they lived. Anyways, I'm sure a lot did. Yeah. But I think it was mostly Californians that probably exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mainly because New of York, probably. all of those. Yeah. Went down. The people that I do know that moved down from uh, Northern Virginia all left their job. Okay. Yeah. So then that becomes a permanent residency here, right? Like right. you're no longer teleworking, you're no longer Correct. strapped to Yeah, so they're not gonna move back. So they're not moving you know, back. That's just for a different reason, yeah. but it's not because job yeah. jobs are making them come back. Is it, that's what you're asking, right? Jobs yeah. are making people yeah. come back. Yeah, so then our people are gonna now leave yeah. if jobs are making them leave. I wouldn't say Richmond's in that category yeah. as, okay. as much. Yeah, the, so that was I my agree. that was my feeling. It was just like we're kind of in the middle. We're kind of in a sweet spot. We didn't we did feel a, a good amount of bump in our appreciation. Yeah. Cross Valley's and all that, right? Sales prices, but it wasn't exclusively because we have feel all these down. people from California right. coming this way. Agreed. Right, because then we're at risk. The pendulum is swing, swung. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I think we're in a good spot. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're gonna get hit that hard. Our rents are pretty high. So that's gonna be for the next episode. Yes. Talk about Segment rights. into the Oh. All right, guys. So again, uh, thanks for joining us. This is our Airbnb Air DNA um, analysis, analysis, or, yeah. article reading, on. whatever you want to call it. So. Um, if you guys liked, if you guys have more questions, if you guys like the Airbnb thing or have other questions about Airbnb or personal experiences, whatever, uh, just make sure you ma- uh, make a comment or send us a message. <laughs> have we got any questions from people on YouTube commenting? I don't think about anything. Yet. Okay. No, not my, yet. My contractor commented on our YouTube on the pricing and he was like, dude, you don't pay that much. Why are you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> he said a square is X. I'm like, oh, thanks um, for letting me know. <laughs> so again... Like, subscribe, and share. Share, share yes. comment, do your thing. Simple touch. It's a simple touch. Generation A! <laughs>